you are angry today. You know, you really are. I think we need to. I think we need to send Nalda some kind of anger management. Can't even find um, the fucking brand. But from you know, fucking Australian. Welcome to Game of Notes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the cosmos from independent validator teams, guaranteed to be the angriest podcast you hear this week, or your shit coins back. Um, so, <laughs> no, why are you so angry this week? Is it because we dragged you out of bed to come back on the podcast? We he didn't want to be a guest this week. It looks like you're broadcasting from Noah's closet. Where are you exactly? <laughs> I'm in Melbourne. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, I don't have an office in Melbourne, so I'm like in the fucking spare room. Oh my god, I think I'm angry because like I'm sitting in a fucking terrible chair for a week, and <laughs> you know for the for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be in this shitful fucking chair, and you know I'm angry about that as well as like I just woke up to about four hundred thousand fucking pager duty notifications that wouldn't shut up all night, so. Could I suggest you just buy a new chair? <laughs> That's really those those bars are pretty low for you to get angry. I also, mean, this chair your page duty notifications onto better levels. <laughs> why, why do I have this box, box of I was very close to just putting machines in maintenance mode, so I didn't have to listen to their fucking complaining. Yeah, that's right. eight hour maintenance. That's yeah. it. Boom. Yeah. It's like a shortcut over here. <laughs> what chain is it? Oh, Passage? Eight-hour maintenance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 13-hour downtime, right? Just um, just let it die anyway. Just fucking turn off notifications. Let it die. If it was so, through um, tender duty, I just merged a PR that makes it so severity levels work. So you can set all those things that are annoying you to severity low, and it won't even tell you. It'll be like, meh. Wait, no problem. I do that in wait, 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 wait. I do that now. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? What, what, what did you change? Uh, so it did work before. If you set severity levels and tenderity before while they were in the config, they weren't actually tied to anything. It would read it in and be like, that's nice and dump it out the side. I've Are actually gone through and implemented it in tenderity. Oh, okay. I don't think I was using, I was just assigning different uh, end, uh, pager duty endpoints. Like you'd have a default and then I would use like a, my default was like high and then my medium ones, I would just add to shit, you know? Is that yeah. what you mean or is there there's an actual... There's actual severity now. You can oh, actually say cool. for, for different types of notifications, you can actually set, oh, this is high priority, this is low priority. This, you can basically completely ignore. Can you backport the 1.0? <laughs> that I won't do. I probably could, Damn. but I won't. Damn. That, so, I, had a, I had a similar since, setup. Since I, upgraded to two point, since I upgraded to V2, I haven't had a single fucking notification from PagerDuty. Perfect. And, and that's all because of node performance. <laughs> it don't work. I don't know why. <laughs> I think we. I had a problem where I, I think I did like a temporary pause or something for the day that I was in the hospital where I was just like, like I'm not in a position where I can do anything about this anyway. So uh, I got I, I got some. Uh, there were people covering anyway. So for almost everything, I didn't need to be there. And so I I did what I thought was a temporary pause, and then. I don't know, like a week later or something. There was something that actually was a lockup on like a test now or something where we have notifications. And I got a text with, uh, which is like our ghetto. We have a dead man switch type thing on some things where after a period of time, it just sends me a text and goes, hey, something looks fucked. 
and you might not have had a notification. And I got one of those like a few days later and I was like, oh yeah, this stuff has just been fully, like not the nodes, but the page of duty setup was just totally fucked and had been done, had been like, I basically just completely broken it, like disabled the whole lot, um, which was dumb. But that's what happens when you're tired. Don't do maintenance on your page of duty setup while exhausted is the the moral of that story. (laughs) Have you just moved to a standing desk? Yeah. Yeah, and like tore some fucking cables out of the wall in the process. Jesus, you're it's just getting out. It's a rough yeah. morning. Just the mirror behind you is very exciting for some reason. <laughs> I can't stop looking at the you behind you because it's just captivating. It's a good thing. It's a good thing background is on. Otherwise, it would just be I know. completely disorientating. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's not ideal. I was thinking about actually putting like, you know, some green film on all of the mirrors and then putting in a nice background. Okay. You know, some chroma keying or whatever they call it. I used to do green screen. Yeah. Yeah. I used to do, uh, when I was on one particular contract where the other people had reasonably good sense of humor, I I got a a photo where it's, it's a photo from the front of a jet fighter, like canopy going backward and then yeah did a similar thing and then always just took my calls dead center so it just looked like i was in the co- like like a very very childish joke but just always deadpan just joining every single call from from the cockpit of a jet fighter um one of my coworkers, to- sorry one of my coworkers did that previously but with the star star uh trek captain seat so he was always in the captain seat you can see behind him every time that- i saw it i was like man that's brilliant. I love it. That's actually even better. And now I'm annoyed that I didn't think of that. <laughs> okay. There's a uh, there's a thing on um, TikTok where, oh, my God, is he dying? Oh. <laughs> Big camera. I love it when someone's dying and the camera stops. And you're just like, fuck, what happened? Did it explode? <laughs> I think so. Uh, yeah, on the TikTok, there's that guy that fucking rides around on his, on his push bike with the green screen behind him. Seen that? Yes. Oh. Big big TikTok fans, yeah, huge. You should really. So, are we staying? TikTok is a website. It's, <laughs> and I believe an app. Sorry, I got distracted. I got distracted by uh, Jake's doing a, a Twitter space, but that's at twenty two hundred UTC, which is like totally unacceptable. I was like, I, I was just tweeting drama or no drama. It's, you can't do this during GON time. Like <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. I don't, just, what the, I don't care what's going on in life. Think in about others. In the first place, just come on here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get, get our view account up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just not cool, man. I mean, I know hey, that should go on. Respectable. But... Five's respectable. <laughs> um, You're by far the spiciest and angriest guest we've ever had. I mean, had for trash show. like this, like five's pretty respectable. So, <laughs> I'm sorry oh, if you're watching man. this. Yep. <laughs> All right. This is uh I like the snow guy. We should get him on more often. Yeah, he should come um, back. So I mean, we actually have we actually have some topics for this week. Um, but it kind of looks like we've landed on the Stargate Spice as number one. So we yeah, I, what would life be without a little bit of spice, hey? I mean, I mean this I week is so like, spicy though, it's pretty good. I'll and it's, the last it's like days. high quality, like tasty <laughs> it drama. It it's is. not like visceral, well, I guess depending on who you are. Jake probably isn't having a great time right now. I think I think Jake is probably finding it to be visceral drama. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but apparently he gets to think it's visceral drama all the way to the bank. And that's a good place to be. 
I mean, I mean, six millis, fucking not bad. I, I like the way you put it. Um, was it you, Frey? Uh, you know, take six million out, give thirty six k back. That's. I think you still nice. have to said that. If it was me, I would probably respond to the Twitter hate. I would go to a cash point. I assume you can do this in America. I would take about five thousand dollars in ones. Assume you can still do that. Maybe cash points don't give you ones anymore. I would go home and speak. We were talking about evening showers versus evening baths before the show because we're of course very clean people i would put (laughs) all of those one dollars into my bath i would get into the bath i would then take a picture and i would post it on twitter saying here is what i did with your foundation money and then i would delete twitter (laughs) that is what i would do uh so well, so how tasteful would it be though? Would like would it be like your legs are up and then you have like some cash right on your junk to protect yourself for safety <laughs> reasons? Or like how tasteful would this be? Bollocks poking through. <laughs> I don't Just yeah, I don't feel like five K in one is the like boys are out the barracks. I mean you're not exactly swimming in that shit if it's only five K. You need like ones of ones now have that's Five thousand. That's it's really like a steak, like that big, right? It's not really that much. What? No, that's, that's like that's that's like several pounds worth of dollar bills. Yeah, that's gonna fill the bath. Like baths aren't that big. I mean, the, ba- they look big, but there's not that much water in them. Like, is there any any you know? Is there water in the right. bath too? Or he will also there will be volume. How many how many ones you need to fill a bathtub? I'm gonna be right back. Well, but your body volume will also be in it, though, right? So, like, you got to subtract that bit out of it. Paper's flat. Like, you could stack them and it'd be, like, you know, this big. Jesus, where do we come from? I'm skeptical. I don't don't know how any other way to put it. I'm just skeptical. Can I I just say as well, like, as soon as I started typing out how many $1 bills first hit (laughs) to fill a bathtub, fucking Google to complete is like, wham. I know what you fucking want, mate. It's like we get You've this been, question all the time. Same thing. Everybody's asking, which is how many bath, how many bathtubs fit how in much, dollar bill? How like, much how stars? Dollar. God, I'm tired. Sorry. Uh, so, what's the fucking answer? Is, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, okay. There's a range like, of there's a range of numbers, which is not helpful. Like maybe people don't even know what we're talking about, right? Like I had no idea until I I clicked all the links that were posted and went back and did some research. So maybe people are in the in the shade on this. They don't even know what's going on. Okay, so we have a range. We have a range of numbers. (laughs) Is the range based off of how big you as a person are? Hundred gallons. Is a bathtub hundred gallons? Like that sounds like a fucking huge bathtub. American size. But a gallon. That's fucking crazy. Like, American, I mean, no offense, but I'm pretty yeah. sure a standard bathtub is actually more like it's probably a hundred liters. That's uh no, twenty five gallons. No, it's way bigger than that. Yeah, but no, but think about it. Like uh, an eighty liter rucksack is like that big, which is about the size of my, the whole of my back and most of my body. And I, I can't lie flat in a bathtub. I have to put my knees up a little bit in a standard you know compact bathtub well what kind of bathtub are we talking about we're talking about one of those big old Edwardian motherfuckers with like the deep lip you know okay maybe one of those but like, 60 liter normal, rucksack normal family home bathtub where you know if you're like you're tall like me your, your knobbly knees are sticking up there's not enough space to lie down that's fucking no way that's more than 100 liters I'd have thought alright so I'm here, paying like 300 liters bathtub 
300 liters. Okay, well, this, so this thing in the US says, yeah, 300 liters. Gallons. This 335,000 is the number. Okay. It's just being confirmed 300 liters. 300, no. wait, 335,000 USD in dollars fills a 100 gallon bathtub. Is that what you're saying? That's that's what the that's what the interwebs yeah, so are the, saying. The consensus seems to be somewhere between three hundred thirty-five and five hundred fifty thousand dollars, depending on how big you are to displace water, and/or whether you even get in the bath full stop. So, the general assumption here seems to be that it's the lower end if you get in, the higher end if you're not in the bath. I don't even. So that means five thousand won't even cover your gentleman's region. Yeah, so they're kind of assuming that you take up about $200,000 worth of space in your bath. Not <laughs> Which even, is good to know a number, right? Not even your frankenbeans would get five grand. <laughs> you a lot more than 5000 to do that. I'm good thing, I'm good thing we're solving these problems. Um, you know, this could really be one of those interview questions that I was just talking about. Where yeah. like you enter the interview and they're like, all right, you're in a bathroom. How many dollar bills does it need to A, fill up the bathtub, or B, fill up the bathtub while you're in it? And please be as accurate as possible. I've had a very similar interview question before, but it was like golf balls filling up a limousine or something. <laughs> Questions like that, you're like, this is academically interesting. Like maybe if I was at the pub with my friends and you know, a couple of them are better at maths, it would be quite fun to like figure this out. <sighs> this doesn't change whether or not I know how to do a right fold. What the fuck are we doing here, lads? So how how many? So, so the question. I'm kind that, of regretting waking up this morning. Right? <laughs> so, so the interview question. The she'll see what happens. Is how many how many stars foundation shares do you need to liquidate to be able to cover your franken beans in a bathtub? And then so I think you, you need to liquidate yeah. the entire supply, liquid supply of stargaze <laughs> then, in order to fill a bathtub enough to cover your junk. And the the Monty Python answer is like, well, an American or a Euro- European bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on, if all the top ten validators liquidated their stars, could they cover the junk of one validator? <laughs> that's that's the question. Because what's the biggest? About 10, 10 million stars, something like that. That's what. Is it? What's what's the biggest? Uh, validator delegate uh, like is in what it's what it's got delegated. Oh, delegated to it. I don't even 60 know. Sixty million, fifty nine million, something like that. Is it that many? Is that enough to cover your junk? Yeah, it might be actually. Hang on. Voting power. Yeah, sixty million figment. There. I mean, that's a good validator. I'm glad they have sixty million fucking stars. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad they're validated. Glad they're, they're number one. Figment. <laughs> that's probably running on like that's probably running on some some 386 sitting in a data center that nobody's looked at in 20 years with a big yeah. sign that says do not unplug it's, on it yeah, <laughs> four dollar like the person who's assigned to, to look after it has long left the company and did, did leave their ssh keys when they wiped their laptop <laughs> they're the only keys on that box they're, they're just really hoping there's not a stargaze update yeah, upgrade anytime soon um yeah, so that that will do it. So Figment Figment can uh, can hide their modesty <laughs> if they liquidated if they liquidated somehow all of their delegators tokens. Oh, um, so yeah, there you go. There we go. Wait, 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 so what is the drama? Do we do we actually come Game back to Noel's question? You heard it here first. Six hundred sixty million stars will cover your junk. Sold at the right time. Sold at the right time. Well, sold now. That's today's prices. You need sixty million stars to make five hundred thousand dollars. Well, six hundred thousand dollars to definitively American or European bathtub 
hide your modesty. <laughs> Either way. Welcome to Game of Nodes. <laughs> I, we're ignoring our guest. <laughs> Sorry, Nell. Uh, so um, we understand that you're very big in the sledging game. Uh, how did you get into that? And, and what, what made you kind of interested in going on, on Twitter and sledging other people involved in the ecosystem? I haven't said a fucking goddamn thing on Twitter in like two months. I learned it its best that way. I mean, factually correct. Yeah. But, uh, well, the joke doesn't work that way. So anyway, to be fair, actually, you are right. You haven't actually been inspired. You haven't been spied. You know, actually, it's not that you haven't been spied. You just haven't been here. You haven't been here. You've been off doing walkabout. Fuck, I've just been busy, man. It's like so much shit going on. And uh, yeah, man, I just got sick of Twitter. It's like so much bullshit on there. I've blocked yep. people, which I don't normally do. I just, whenever I opened up that feed, I just got sick of seeing shit. So I started blocking people. <laughs> like, good. fuck all this noise. I don't need this. And so, uh, yeah, I've just been generally pretty fucking spiced up for the last couple of weeks. Missed the, uh, the group chats, the live group chats for a couple of weeks now um for various reasons for some reason it's always been falling when i'm traveling traveling doesn't make me happy either so uh yeah man i need a fucking holiday when you say spiced up do you mean like dune perhaps <laughs> dune spice no <laughs> hey has everybody seen the trailer for 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 part two this, when this is dune two it's like october right yeah you know what? Uh, this is probably a hot take, but I'm not super stoked for it. The first one, oh my god, it was so dramatic. Like Dune is a dram- I mean, it's a space opera, so obviously it's dramatic. Yeah. But like, oh my god, like you're waiting, like you're looking across sand, and this, the music's like, it's like it doesn't need to be this intense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like, I didn't think that the first one was that great. Can I just say that I think that's actually a really good impression of the Sardaukar at the beginning of the film. <laughs> Too uh, bad. To the point to, <laughs> to the point that I did that one morning where my wife wasn't expecting it and she, she fucking freaked out. <laughs> she finds it really disturbing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm obviously a massive stan of the new film and I'm a massive stan of Denis Villeneuve, the director. But... If there's, if there's one guy who could split into two parts and maybe not fuck it up, it's probably Denis Villeneuve. Um, but I am worried. I am worried. I'm concerned. I'm concerned like like all people who get a good thing and fear it's going to end because nothing's forever, dude. Um, that's how I feel about, about part two. I mean, I thought that it was well... I thought the first one was well done. It was just... I don't know. It was a lot. Like, not only was it three and a half hours, but it was all three, also three and a half hours of like a buildup of suspense. And then they had basically no, um, what's it? Catharsis at the end. So the movie ends and you're like, do I need to go smoke or something? Cause I feel like I didn't I, get that release of tension. That I, I, I 100% with yeah, Cause it, it, oh man. So I didn't realize there's a part two when I went to, to see it. I went with a friend and it was like Dune. And then it has the subtitle part one. And I was like, what the fuck in the cinema? Yeah, and then at the end, I, mean, I, was, I was still kind of like not really. I didn't really believe it until the credits at the end. You're like, oh my god, I can't. Literally, when they, you know, the the bit where it where it's going to be the end, you're like, oh no, this is going to be the end. This is literally going to be the end. I can't believe they. I can't believe they do this. This is literally the end. I turned to my friend, I'm like, I think this is the end. This is the end of the film. And like, 
he's like, I don't know, I haven't checked my watch. This isn't gonna be the end of the film. And I was like, it's the end of the film, mate. They're literally about to roll credits on us. And then they did. And we were both like, oh, like sad child voice. It was we we just went to the pub and got drunk. So that's so, how you got your emotional release. But I think I just drove an hour and a half home and I was like, well, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was with doctors and so they were just like, just went to the pub and then they they just, you know, got drunk and were kind of vaguely like, so who died this week? You know, and you're like, ah, yes, yeah, doesn't matter. We didn't get the film we wanted, but it's fine. We can we just like wait two years till the next one. That's cool, man. It's fine. I just I just heard servers. I don't have it so bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So Stargate drama. Do we want to actually like talk about? We talk, we talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we're losing uh we're losing uh one of our uh, regular panelists is going to the uh the jake space so um i feel like it's super fucking late here but i feel like i should it's prime time in the states baby <laughs> <laughs> oh there goes Frey. Go yeah, on. He's like, see ya. Deuces. Yeah. Thank he's God, out. man. That guy does not shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back. But I'm back. <laughs> I've been wondering, like, is it really that bad that I haven't been showing up? Like, wow. I've, I've missed about like seven minutes of airtime in that fucking three weeks I haven't been here. So. <laughs> <laughs> true. You are spicy today. <laughs> <laughs> I've long said that fucking Frey talks way too much well this yeah is, but then if he doesn't then none of us do with three guests uh i i i am an introvert who talks because he finds it awkward when there's not background noise uh so that's why i find doing the podcast so so very tiring because i have to fill a lot of dead air uh, <laughs> as you know well, the the podcast is like a professional bike sprint. You have to get your elbows out, and you have to fight for your for your position in order to get to the line now. And I can't help it that you don't have a winning attitude anymore in terms of getting your voice on the podo. I just get sick of talking over people. I much prefer just to listen. I'm a great listener. Who told you that? He's <laughs> fucking dying today. Like your camera's dying. You're dying. You're fucking hacking like up a lungs. Bad. Jesus Christ. Should we Jesus. call an ambulance? If he goes down, I'm calling an ambulance. I'm not. And send him where? He's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's in like the, the northern part of the UK. He's in the north. I he's think. in the north. Just keep going. They'll be like, they'll be like, keep going. They'll be like, chest infection, is it, love? Well, <laughs> bloody join the back of the line. We're, we're, we're all up, up here. Exactly where he lives, but we do know his house is shaped like a teepee. Everybody's <laughs> It's well, on the yeah, third floor behind every the bikes. fucking house is shaped like a, <laughs> I can't I can't even emphasize enough how I basically live in an episode of Coronation Street. So it is basically just it's just back to backs around here, love. Um, and we don't uh, just really all, have like it's all addicts cake, in our it's all cake and mills. What do you mean you don't have addicts? Mills? The fuck is a mill? A mill? A mill? You know, oh, like a, like a lumber like mill? A mill? Where you? Yeah, where you? you know, <laughs> A mill, <laughs> like you know, water powered, you know, make clothes stuff, you know, mill. You should really fucking take some of that like AWS money and get yourself some better internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I just I don't know what's happened. I think it's like the the laptop needs a needs a needs a upgrade. It's being a bit of a pain because it's the internet is is apparently four hundred megabits up here, but it just keeps dropping out for some reason. Um, 
but so does anyone want to do the TLDR on the um, Stargaze thing, which we've been like dancing around for for ten minutes? Uh, I feel like I wouldn't be the best person for that. I can do it if no one else wants to fill in. But I think Usurper knows all about it, or, or I, I, I don't. I, I read the thing, but unless it's in front of me, like I'm not going to be able to recite it. Ooh, I don't, wait. I'm actually might be the person for it since you guys validate on stars. I have no. I have no validators. I'm not on stars. I no. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, so I can throw out. Pull out your spice basket, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> they already tweeted the spiciest take we're going to see and probably lost myself a load of delegations. I did. I think I did also lose my Juno delegation. So I'm, I'm free balling it. All right. Go uh, ahead. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would okay. wait for the assessment on that because, uh, we, due to various reasons, we've changed around a couple of rules for the first um, <clears throat> round. If we ever get to the end of it, cool. I think I think I'm, I must have dropped off because I don't I didn't even fill out your fucking form. <laughs> yeah, you you're not getting shit. Stick, <laughs> stick your form up your ass, stupid uh, fucking. I'm gonna make it even more fucking, convoluted and complicated forms. next time. You want like proof and shit? Jesus, like who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> You want links? God damn it! Anyway, if please, I if ahead. I get it my way, I want to make it fucking automatic, so people don't even need to apply. They just get delegated to if they do the right things. If you believe Ooh, that, you wouldn't have a fucking thing, form. I'm actually building a tracker, uh, like bot right now that could track anything you want to track. Probably, we should talk after this. Yeah, man. Anyway, if, uh, if you've got something that can make my life easier than spending fucking two hundred hours on something that I don't get paid for. Mole is. Uh, we can. We yeah. We'll we'll see. Um, I'm using all internally right now, but I don't see why I couldn't make the data available to you if you wanted it. Anyway, ignoring that. Yeah. So back to stars. Yeah, are, yeah. So that's one drama, Schultzy. Can we keep on? We need yeah. to talk about the other drama. The the, the specific. You know the Let's drama. Let's stay on track here. Let's stay on track. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So I think the the start of this, the genesis, the nascent drama, was uh. Don Kryptonium posted a, a Google sheet of like, they're trying to figure out who a stars whale was that sold $6 million USD worth of stars over the course of um, basically last year. My understanding is they didn't know who it was originally. He just tracked all of their transactions um, on osmosis and they have a chart that goes with it where like, you can see like $200,000 sold and then the stars price kind of dips. Right. And it just happens repeatedly. Well, Don posts this, this sheet. He's like, hey, who's this whale? I don't know. And then I think it was I think it was someone from Osmosis Lab maybe that was like, oh, that actually is Jake. That's Jake Hartnell's. And so then more, um, more research was done. It was confirmed to be, to be Jake Hartnell's account. Um, and from there, so I think that a lot of that came out yesterday that he did selling yesterday. Um, and I'm not going to make any claim about whether selling is good or bad or whatever. I mean, we're all in crypto to make money, right? So take however you will. But I think the follow-up drama wait, wait, is... Wait, you can make money in Cosmos? <laughs> in theory. That's the goal, I think. Some people do. Yeah, some people. <laughs> I mean, I just hate sleep. So that's... There's that too. Um, so so there's that bit. That's the first part. Part one starts with um, $6 million of stars were sold. Um and there's an addendum to that too. Like apparently it was more like, or like two thirds of how much was ever made off of the star NFTs and stuff. But anyway, 
And then the follow-up drama was today was that the stars team came out with a tweet thread. Um, I think my understanding is uh, Jake was removed from the stars like founding team. He gave his founding stars back. I don't know how that would have worked because presumably there's a transaction. Oh, it yeah, wasn't like vested or anything. Oh, really? so they must have. They must be oh. like the vesting period must be up. It was relatively short, I think. It was like okay, a cliff and then a one year uh, lockup. Oh yeah, one Got one it. year lockup invested for one year. So we're past that, I think. Right. Got it. So so he sent his stars back, mm-hmm. um, and then following that, there was just kind of like a like a drama fest of like Jake's is no hasn't even been active here and he's stealing code and yeah some of these other ones are right right yeah and so that that's kind of where and, and of course they're just accusations right like there's no uh much like the fucking recurring juno drama there's no one actually puts any facts to anything they just say stuff right i, I mean i didn't see any like hard facts about the other claims only the spreadsheet of sales i guess but was is the spreadsheet of sales? Is it like a wolf thing where they only put the the sales on there and none of the buys? Uh, that's an interesting point. I didn't check that, but yes, I believe it is only sales that are on there. On this, yeah, because this- like I remember that that Takumi sheet that that went around that everyone keeps banging on about, where it's like tracked all of Wolf's accounts, but it's like it's just tracked like IBC out or whatever, it, and it hasn't like tracked any IBC ins or anything like that. And like I know that Wolf has accounts where he's just bought up shitloads of Juno over periods of time. So yeah, I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt until you see the full picture, I say, but even still, like, you know, I, I yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna really comment on whether selling them's beyond the his purview or not. I mean I mean do you give the- something does someone have something that they're not willing to sell? Like there's a price for everything, right? I mean, isn't the fucking point that you, you make some money, you can sell it. Like the tokenomics. Well, what do they think was going to happen? What, why'd they have the fucking tokens? Like, yeah. yeah well, and-, and, and there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing. In, I mean, the morality of it, whether or not a founder can sell is that's something that each individual can make that decision. Right. I mean, that's up to the individual, but there's nothing like illegal or immoral about what happened. Like these are open, open to- tokens. And, it went through the vesting period of, of those other ones. Those weren't sold. And you can see like from this picture, I'll put the link in the show notes, but there's, there's sales before the price popped like early on in, in 20 in 2022 in January. And it's all the way to the peak. It's on the way down. And then there's like a, I don't know, what is this? A six month or eight month break after there's nothing going on. And it happens again, you know, in 2023. So it looks pretty consistent. I'm not sure of the values um, in terms of number of stars sold and the dollars are way down this year, but so is the price. So I don't know. I mean, it, it I mean, I, that, that this enough, um, I mean, it has a material impact on the price of stars catalyzing the downward pressure right at the airdrop. And most recently at six cents, like that's true. I mean, selling large amounts does definitely has a huge impact on the LPs. We all know that. Right. But um, I don't know. And- I think it'd be easy to argue that he is maybe not to the full extent, but is giving back. I think he has two full-time developers hired like on basically his staff working on products within the cosmos. So he is in a sense still being productive with that money. Sure. It's and not you just, don't you need, just you don't need this much money for two devs though, but you know, whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe one, maybe one not necessarily uh, like productive 
for just stargaze though i guess might be the yeah the issue yeah, yeah. yeah. in this i mean I, I don't know about the code piece or that side of it but um i i mean the the idea that as a founder of a chain and if you start putting large sales in there and really dropping price down um it that's definitely painful right like if if you have a, somebody selling large enough amounts to really move liquidity pools and really lower price over a period of time and knowing that you know you know terra doesn't fucking help the fact right um so all that shit happening here too these are around the same time frames and so that's challenging right and, and then but the whole thing around like being involved in i, I do want to talk about other things too because we could talk about that somebody else came out i think it was uh about about uh, we'll come into it but somebody was talking about the idea of working for multiple chains and how 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 prolific that is in the cosmos we should talk about that too at some point but i don't know you know as a as a side note i wouldn't mind knowing where that um spreadsheet actually originated what do you mean like this i assume it's uh, transactions like, off minscan right yeah you don't you mean you don't think it's from dun kryptonium well, how many transactions are on there? Does it look like it's like twenty? Hundred? No, no, there no. There's like at least at least there's got to be. I don't know. This is like the number of dollar bills to cover your junk in a bathtub. But there's a lot of dots on this thing. There's got to be at least I would say at least a hundred and hundred transactions, maybe. Okay, let me go. Is it all from the one again. account, or is it like junk around? I don't know. That that data's not in there. It just it just says it just says it doesn't it doesn't say if it's all from the same wallet or not. Okay, it looks like there's mm. literally 99 cells. I can I'll post it uh, in the chat. Yeah, I don't know. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of there's lots of dots. And each one's a transaction, right? So they're they're this one graphs date and then dollars in USD. Although I don't know exactly what that's coming from. I'd rather see I'd rather see IBC transactions out, I guess, than dollars in USD. I don't know how you really make that decision unless they're. Unless they're actually, maybe this is the Osmosis wallet and they're tracking that. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah, that, that's correct. It's the Osmosis wallet that they're tracking. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's only Stargaze, right? Because Juno would be in here as well. I don't know. It doesn't mean it has, each one of these has to be star sales unless they, unless they filter that down, but maybe. Yep. It's filtered down. It's filtered down to oh, wow. um, star token in, then token out, basically, is what oh, it's wow. filtered down to. Yeah. So there you go, No. So, yeah. Okay. Well, Kind of feels like psyops to me, you know, being a skeptic. Which part? You mean just break this coming out? Yeah, it just feels like a bit of a targeted takedown. You know what I mean? Like, but down, but down works for stargaze, right? So is this um, from the inside out? I don't <laughs> or was know. this? Yeah, that, he, down. Yeah, he does. So does that mean like, uh, hey, we want to figure out who this is, and oh shit, we know, or do we always know who this was? And so now down is the. Uh, I feel like it's pretty unlikely that people didn't know if someone was selling that thing. kind of volume that was materially affecting the price. Like, yeah. I feel like it's probably been known for a long time. I mean, if I was a chain owner, I would I would be watching daily IBC transactions, right? I would watch the shit out of that because I don't want to know exactly what's coming in and coming out. And I would think that early on, you would know about this two years ago, right? You wouldn't, or you wouldn't know about it, or whatever it is, 18 months ago, you wouldn't know about it today. I feel like this goes back to a conversation we had a long time ago around like a certain amount, like certain standards that could be created around Cosmos chains. Not that, not that like chains should have to follow it, but like these are some checkpoints you should look for to be able to trust a chain or like the founders. Having a one-year vesting period, for example, is kind of a red flag for for like the tokenomics of the chain, right? Yeah. Like once it hits that that point, they're just going to be burned away. 
right. potentially. But, but bear uh, in so mind, I, it, bear in mind in this case that the the tokens that were sold, it, similar to the Wolf case, actually, are vested token. They're the the they're the interest minted on vested tokens. So the the vesting, the lockup, is all by the by. It means nothing because you just stake the tokens, and you're going to get depending on how how many tokens are actually locked up you're going to get 100% of them back year one. Or, mm-hmm. well, Juno is 100%. Other chains, it's usually around 100%. Stargaze, I guess, because of the inflation model, it would have been like 70%, 60% my maths. Somebody check my maths, you know, whatever. It, the, the point is that you're going to get a, a significant portion of those uh, in year one because of the 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 way that the thirding works or whatever. So it, it's less, it's it's less, it, well, it's, it's, an, it, it's the combination of the thing that Schultz is saying, which is about... Uh, lock up and uh, investing and it's also about like the the tokenomics itself and, and the irony here right is that retail want super high invest uh, in interest rates that that, that reward um people who enter early right um and especially in app chain winter that was the thing and the problem with that is that retail win uh while the price is going up initially and the devs win and that's great everybody wins and now we end up in the depths of a bear market substantially later where these tokenomics that were never sustainable have proven to be not sustainable until there's another bull run. And while we're doing the all let's eat each other thing, it's like, oh, look back to this thing that happened at that point. You know, oh, people sold. And it's like, well, yeah, but if you had bought on a Monday and sold on a Friday during that same period, you would have probably got... 20 or 30 percent return on your initial which is insanity like the saving uh, the saving rates where i live have been less than a percent for the last six seven years mm-hmm. um until you know interest rates have, have gone up again recently so there is a little bit of a reality check here which is that if anything sounds too good to be true it usually is and the whole of crypto is a completely unsustainable tokenomics model that is fraught with systemic risk and if well you this know is the, it's the entire function of pumponomics right you fucking yeah. this is like what people are buying into and people get burnt time and time and time again and continue to do the same dumb shit like if you've got a fucking i resent that 100 <laughs> like apr <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, you know, like, like we've even been a part of this, right? Where we've been in on chains early doors as validators, and we've just compounded our way into a tax bill, and then it, it all falls apart. And you look at it now, and you're like, "Who the fuck was I thinking?" But at the same time, you know, I mean, you know, maybe the the reality here is, I I we can sit here and say, you know, whatever, because obviously there was enough to cover the tax bill in the end, and 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 things kind of panned out okay and lesson learned, you know. But you know, obviously, people have been burnt more, right? And so they're angry, and that, and so you know, that's it's difficult because you're just like, I, you know, you, you can't just be like dismissing the fact that people have been burnt by the Ponzi nomics, but you're also just like, if you look at the regular economy, which is already unstable, you know, like look at the stock market, which is already unstable. These are unstable, complex systems, and then you look at crypto, and you and you don't understand the level of risk that you're playing with. I. I there, I, I'm, I do have a limited amount of sympathy for not understanding that because it is, it is very, very obvious the level of systemic risk involved. I, th- well, I think no. people know. 
I think people know, like, you know, you look at the people that are jumping on board with things like Dogecoin and Pepe and fucking any one of like 10,000 other shit coins on BNB. And people know that they could get rugged at any minute. They know that like, you know, any, any number of things can happen, but you know, there's also the small chance that they can buy $9 worth of PayPay and fucking sell it three days later for $9 million. Like they're taking risk to get the easy payday. But what happens 99 times out of a hundred is that, you know, most of those people get burnt and they lose their $9 and you yeah. aggregate well, all those I, $9 together. I guess there's a bunch of questions involved in this drama, which are interesting, right? One of them is, is it okay for a dev to take profit? I say yes. Doubly so in a bull where the sell can be absorbed. Is, you know, what is their obligation to the chain? That's a more interesting one, right? And and how long does it last? You know, if there's no contract, I don't know. Like I've recently gone back to doing some corporate contracting and I have a, my current contract has a series of very, very interesting break clauses on it yeah. where obviously I don't get to exercise these. If I do anything where I say I want to break the contract as the weak little Billy small balls, I have the luxury of going to fuck myself and receiving no pay, right? That, that, that would be, you know, us as a company, uh, our, our, our obligation ends and we get no money. Right. But there are, there is, there's always fucking spicy things in contract that they're never going to get used. But when you dig down into a long contract where there's like, if the board of directors decides that there is a, a will, a reasonable case for termination without pay, and no additional payments, you know, you, you basically the Billy big balls can tell Billy small balls to, to fuck themselves. And also you're not getting paid. All of these interesting things that are complex contractual things are just not fucking there. Right. So then how is it is difficult to then say, well, okay. So somebody was a founder brought the thing to market. It mm-hmm. launched the products live, brought the main product to, to, to the market. What's their obligation from that point going forward it's well side and the yeah. genesis allocation is a genesis allocation and from the point of view of the tax man that's your money you got to pay tax on it you got to pay capital gains on it i yeah, think there's well, like an unspoken expectation that like founders will do the what's best for the community i think that's like the unspoken expectation from the community but is it written in law anywhere no should they bake better things into how the token distribution to founders goes. Yes, if users don't want to get dumped on. Like, for example, maybe founders' tokens shouldn't be able to take advantage of Pumponomics, for example. Um, Maybe they don't earn rewards for two years or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's already a pretty big bag. And if you want long-term alignment with the chain, then you really don't want to reward a short-term you know, gain. So, you know, I feel like there's things people can do. They just don't do it because they're the founders and obviously they want to sell fucking tokens. And the only way they're going to get it on vested tokens is with the interest from the the pumponomic. But, you know, it's just people, like the vast majority of people entering into an early stage chain are not there for the technology of the chain. They're there for hype and pumponomics and to try and make a quick buck, in my opinion. It's the long-term people who stick around who are mainly getting burnt by the falling token price after the realisation of, like, you know, 
well after after sell pressure after because it, it the graph goes the same every single time as like you know people on board they want to get the they want to get in on the on the returns in the short period of time they buy mm-hmm. up the token the token moons at some point there's like a there's a nexus at some point where the returns aren't good enough to um, or the people selling out from making the returns are eclipsing those entering trying to get in on the returns and then it goes down it's the exact same cycle every single fucking time yeah and the, only, the only way that changes it if, and the only way that changes now is if, if those chains start generating revenue to the point where it pumps that stuff back up because it's, it's no different. The, the it's, revenue the revenue isn't like that's not going to happen for years you need you need to steadily grow a user base you need to like develop your Ooh. products. Like most of these chains are launched without, you know, good proper products um, yeah. developed. They're, they're like minimum viable product to get out there and get the token on the market so they can sell it to continue development. It's not, which you know, is, these which, are early stage ventures. Right. Which is why there's so much money in L1s. I mean, no, this is no different than any other business, right? Because you have, especially as a, as a, as like a founder structure, you have, VCs involved or outside investors, they're all at the trough, right? They're all, they've all put in money in some sort of sense or time, and they're all waiting for the time when they can pull that money out or at least a percentage of it because they're all making decisions on how much do I pull out? What do I not pull out? And is this, is this going to go higher than this? And so am I giving up future rewards, right? It's no different. And so retail people, meaning like we would be considered not us as validators, but we're, we're a different group, actually even worse than I think some parts of retail because we have, anyway, but as a retail person, either they're, to your point, like they're either trying to time it out to get to the point where it's going to be worth something and try to sell it off at some sort of peak or at least run it up 100% or 200% or they are, um, or they're going to be able to see that go away completely because the timeline of the founders and others who might have more data than a retail person does make the decision that this is the time to be able to remove it. So like, I don't know, like I'm actually really, my question to Jake would be, why did you not, I mean, I don't know how much, I don't know, I actually don't know how much, how much percentage of ownership was sold in these numbers. Cause all I see is the dollars. What I'd really like to see is of the stars owned, what percentage did he dump? If, if all that money turned into like, Hey, I had 10% and 10% is gone after a founder got to a point of being able to li- liquid something out. That's actually not that bad. And, and like, that seems like a reasonable percentage and, and maybe maybe the numbers are really high and it's too much for the liquidity pools, but who knows? Because uh, he doesn't know what's coming next, right? He's, he's selling at 80 cents. He might be thinking the thing's going to 18 bucks, right? So in his eyes, I'm selling it at, 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 at 90% or 10% of the value because I want to be able to pull some money off the table. That would be reasonable. If he sold 90% of it, and that is a that's a strength, that's a showing of, I have no faith in this thing that I built, right? That's that's a different piece. And I can't you can't tell it from the numbers here. So I don't know what the numbers are. So if you're looking at it like the intentions aside as far as the the chain, like Jake's attitude towards the chain or anything like that aside, right, when you're looking at like the the buy-sell ecosystem as a whole, yeah, even though there were sales from that account at certain periods of time which may have affected the price, right, when mm-hmm. you look at it holistically, if he didn't take that, someone else would have. And I don't think that materially there would be much difference in the outcome for the price over that period of time anyway. 
it's I not think, either. It's not either or though, is it? Because people are selling no. during that time anyway, right? It's not yeah. like you, it's not. It's a did. It's it's not like somebody else didn't sell because Jake was selling all these numbers right here. So but I, that, I think, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, he, he might have taken a lot of profit off the table, or he might have taken you know some um, some LP off the table. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't, someone else would have. It's not so, like the price was going to stay up here because Jake didn't sell. It was always going to go down. It's just a matter of how fast, right? So the, the way of thinking about this a little bit is like, you know, nine out of 10 companies fail in the first three years, right? Um, knowing that fact, yeah, you know, as business owners, everybody in this podcast is a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a good year, let's say it happens to be your first year, you take as much of the liquid cash out of the company and put it into your own name as you can, because mm. you've got bills to pay, you've got a mortgage, you've got whatever. Does your accountant turn around to you and say, you lack faith in your business? Or does your accountant go, well, you've got enough liquid cash to run your business. That's probably a sensible move. Like, that's what I mean. Like, there is a kind of, there's an element here of like, you know, if you know that that there is an inherent risk that it goes, no matter how hard you work on it, no matter how many years, there's an inherent risk that it does go to zero, Mm -hmm. which is the evidence we have. what, what do you do? Like vir- by, for virtue signaling reasons, you don't take you don't take a profit. It's just the amount. That's what I'm saying. Like that's yeah. I, I don't agree that if he doesn't sell, then this price continues to go down. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like the, like however, I don't again. I don't know how many tokens are in here, but like those are big numbers, and it doesn't mean that like that price. If those don't end up in the liquidity pools, somebody else would fill that gap. I, I totally don't agree with that. Like it might be a percentage of that, but a hundred percent to say that means we can predetermine what the price is regardless of how many people sell or buy. Like I don't know what that means. The the price follows market sentiment and the market, like out of all of the the tokens in the cosmos, most of them lost ninety plus percent during the bear market. Mm-hmm. And all of them were gonna do that after a run up from a pump anyway. So yeah, I think yes. I I do what's think a, that but what's a pump though? 80 cents? The initial, the initial pump. I was just talking about it but before. Juno went to 45. This is at 80 cents. Are we at a is that a pump number? Or is it is it 90%? Is it is it one percent of its of its capability? Like like you're look this is hindsight. You're looking at the graph to make a decision to say this is a pump number. But at the time, at 60 cents, I was looking at it to say this thing should be over a buck. Right? Like, like this is this is a great product. It's delivering a ton. This has a long runway ahead. And to say that, that that's a pump time or or that's a dump time at eighty cents, I don't know. If, I don't know if everybody felt that at the time. For, so, for what it's worth, I remember in Lisbon in twenty twenty one. So this would have been immediately. Shit, was it twenty twenty one? How fucking old are we? How long have we been doing this shit? We've been doing this podcast over. A year. Jesus Christ! So yeah, like nearly two years ago in Lisbon. Okay, so no, nobody's obviously talking about price, but I feel like there was a general vibe that, that Stargaze nailing the F, the NFT thing would be over one dollar easy in this first couple of years. Yeah, I would. That I, was that was because because like I don't know where I've pulled that out of my memory, but I feel like that was maybe that was just me and the other the the other validator DGens that were going to be validating Stargaze, and we were just all fucking geeing each other up over one dollar plus stargaze yeah but um that's that is that is a number that i feel was deemed pretty fucking reasonable um 
and that well i mean look where we are now but it there was a kind of sense of like you know a dollar and then maybe half a dollar as a as a as a price floor would be pretty fucking sweet obviously the price floor is more like the the ath but you know i so there's a bit of that but then there's so there's something else that like i think is worth kind of considering is like you know startup founders are already the most risk comfortable people um you know kind of in the in the market i suppose and then doubly so in the um doubly so doing doing this fucking mad shit so there's another element of you know back to my previous point where you recognize how unlikely it is that you do succeed and make profit when you see that on the table what do you do i, I mean again it, it, it all it all depends on i think the percentages of what that means so like i said it's tough to it's tough to figure out what's going on from this graph because it's all u.s dollars and in u.s dollars it looks really dramatic i'd really like to see percentage of ownership that would uh, actually show me a little bit more but, yeah in the in the chat ben davis uh who's obviously the other the other part-time host of game of nodes um maybe should maybe should literally just actually join game of nodes but anyway that's a that's a shower thought um ben join us on the podcast uh said that on CoinGecko, first half of the sales daily volume is between one and two million some days as high as four million so uh so summary put that in from, context at summary if, from our analyst on the trading floor ben davis he's called in <laughs> time yeah yeah it's, it's like the day-to-day isn't it got, <laughs> we're going live to ben davis at the europeans the european economic summit um <laughs> it is unlikely he really moved the market much on any given day thanks now, ben. And now, now back to you in the studio. So presumably most of that, like, you know, given the disparity in price between selling at the high and the low, right, presumably most of that dollar value was made in the in the pump, the initial pump, right? So if he's sold $6 million worth of, of tokens, right, say it was all around ATH, it's mm-hmm. only 3 million tokens. Yeah. So out of, that's 10%, you know, right? At least, I, well, I, maybe that would be reward. I'm not sure it was all 30 staked or there were 30 plus some other ones as well. I don't know, whatever. But you're right. It might be just purely rewards based on early APR, right? Yeah. So, you know, the numbers. I think there's not like the numbers don't carry a lot of context. And it's just, you know, I'd, I'd like to see a bit of a better analysis than a than a graph. I look forward um, to you like, delivering that next week. So there's also like, you've got to remember that these chains were predominantly airdrops, right? So I think that Stargaze in the long term also suffers from the same um, problems as Juno does. And that, I think, is that the early airdrop recipients have no skin in the game at all and probably received the biggest bags uh, there are on Juno, Um, even in comparison to people who are buying up like long term. Having a bag of 50,000 Juno is still today after the drop is still 25 grand, right? Or 30 grand. Mm-hmm. And over the the year or so that Juno has been live, I would almost guarantee that 90% of the sell pressure on Juno is from original bag holders collecting mm-hmm. monthly and selling their fucking Juno. And I words. think that a lot of the sentiment around developers and stuff dumping on the community is absolute bullshit. I mean, there is a little bit of truth to it, in that, but that's what you want those particular um, bags of Juno for is to to be able to sell it to continue development on Juno. Like you don't want to just stall development because price go down. 
But yeah, I think I, if you look at the long-term sell pressure, I think 90% of it comes from original bag holders who don't give a fuck and just care about Adam and are dumping on the community, not not these other forces that they they use as like a talking piece on Twitter. I want to add to that that I think that that's kind of a, a – a, it's a great point. Um, one of the criticisms that was thrown towards Juno quite a bit was how they didn't convert a lot of their Juno bag for the team into USD or something non-Juno in order to... That, pres- that's my criticism. I think they should have. I think in the run-up, they should have taken that opportunity to to capture the the hype and put that money into USD. It, it's, it doesn't show a lack of faith in, in the... Um, in the chain, it shows a long-term risk management strategy that allows the chain to continue to develop after the hype's over. And also, if you sell hard into a into a rising market, then it also keeps a cap on the price and stops people getting wrecked as hard. So, exactly. I, that, that, I that's what I was that getting at. Was that I, yeah? That I think that that Jake's move. Um, it wasn't the team tokens that were being sold, but it's still like it's part of a risk management structure, right? Like the team. Bag. I don't know if there was a team bag for stars, if there was like a development fund and then individual funds. I don't know what the Genesis allocation looked like, but diversifying is part of good risk management. That's just, that's, that's, that's just key. That's everything. That's a fact. Um, and the fact that he did diversify out and that he apparently didn't sell any of his initial, his um, Genesis allocation, just the staking rewards. I think that says something as well. I think that well, he, he couldn't right? They were locked. Well, but they haven't been locked for the last six months. Mm, I'm not sure what the timelines are because it was, I think it was that chain launched. Not, maybe somebody else can help me out, but let me take a look. But it was, it was a year lock and, a, and then, and then yeah, October, uh, October the 1st, 2021, I believe. 2021. So October, so be October can- 2022. And there are, there are sales after October, 2022. So it might be, but those might be rewards or some, but you're right. The, the full 30s there. You're right. So actually it hasn't sold any principal on that. It's only been rewards off of it. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. To me, it's a lot. It's absolutely a lot. Like that's, I would say that goes beyond just risk management, but it doesn't change the fact that it is a risk management strategy that he executed and yeah. I wouldn't fault him for it. Though, yeah. again, 6 million is quite a bit. All right. Do we kill this freaking topic? <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about Ledger or the secret halt. Well, the secret halt's not quite as interesting as what's going to come out here soon. Um, probably in the next week. What is, that's like a fucking. So what the hell is that? Before mean? we move, on, I, before we move on, we can put a bullet in this. But I sounds like we're not going. Want to say one more thing, which is that <laughs> I'm pretty certain I know the context of the accusation about the code. Yeah. If it's the thing I think it is, it was configuration for how to get start. It's basically configuration ripped out of a Next.js app for Kepler, and it was thrown into uh, the Juno starter kit for letting Cosmos and developers just fucking spin up a starter kit to connect to Kepler. If it's the thing I'm thinking of, which I I know literally came out of the Stargaze repo, technically it shouldn't have. It was a private repo, but it's literally the connect to Kepler stuff that was then used to help other developers get started. And that we made, I, I literally made a video on Callum, obviously was also, we, we did that whole series. I remember there being a thing around that code. And if that's the thing there is, then honestly, Jesus fucking Christ, that's petty. Um, if it's not, I'm wrong. Fuck Frey. What does he know? But there was vaguely <laughs> something around it. Yeah. Whatever. I did the cold, the whole code thing is the one thing there. I'm like, that is 
that's just my bullshit detector is completely through the roof. But, you know, I obviously know Jake and have known Jake for, for some time. So I kind of, I'm kind of biased on this one. I kind of know, I know all the parties involved and I don't really want to throw shade because I actually like everybody involved a lot. Um, but I will also say that I think the entire thing stems essentially from an interpersonal issue. And I think the fact that it came from Don, who effectively works for Stargaze, is actually not a fucking coincidence. And I think it is a little bit of a manufactured drama when a couple of people really should have just privately resolved something that had been an issue for a while. Yeah, and I think that's what I was kind of what I was saying before is is I think anybody who's if you're part of that core team, you know this is going on. So for it to wait for 18 months until May of 2023 clearly there was something else happening like this is a maybe it just got enough it got enough um outside visibility that something had to happen right or something similar to that because there was too much fervor there's too much foam getting generated here or something but like i don't think anything that any of these obviously they've been talking about this for a while right and i don't think there's anything that's like surprising here from uh, folks who have been involved so it's just the timing's weird um i think it's my point I think Ben Davis has abandoned us for the other chat. Yeah, yeah well, there's he, a there's a Jake Fudd chat Twitter Spaces. Uh, I will I'll, I'll I'll post it in the chat in case you guys want to. They're recording it through. too. Yeah, I imagine I imagine there's going to be some good drama in there. Uh, well, I noticed our view account fell off a cliff. Well, Ben, <laughs> ben, ben said he's better drama elsewhere. Ben did say he was going to go there and say, "How dare you do this during Game of Nodes?" Which I which I believe he will do. So I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. I, I well, I mean, I noticed that as well that uh, uh, usurper you had uh, um, mentioned the God. Say, this, this my, my brain's just the baby tired baby shit. Like uh, just usurper, you tweeted at Jake. How dare you? How dare you lock up with a game of nodes? Yes, it's a bunch of well, bullshit. Up. I think well is what done. I said. I said, I, I said, I, I know you've got some shit going on, but Twitter spaces during game of nodes is by far the largest infraction revealed so thus far, which I bloody unacceptable. I stand, bloody unacceptable. I stand behind Schultze ledger or secret. Which one do you want to talk about first? We probably shouldn't talk about secret because it's not that fun. Next week. It'll be way more fun. I think I can't, wait. I can't wait to hear why. <laughs> what exactly happened? There was a, there was a lockup. Uh, well, so there was a halt for the upgrade and there was like a bug in it. But the fallout from the bug is what's super interesting, which we can talk about next week because it hasn't been fully. Um, so did they end up rolling back a block or what did they end up doing? To get no, they just put up a new version and then oh, okay. we upgraded the version and kept going. It just took a oh, long okay. time. Okay. So that wasn't super dramatic. Um, it was annoying from a validator perspective because there was like four different steps. Like the first step was like, okay, do the upgrade. And then we all got one block forward and then yeah. everything halted. And so then we had all had to turn pruning off for a block. Mm. Or yeah, we had to turn off pruning, so we became archive notes for a couple blocks, and then it halted again. And then they had to investigate that for like four blocks, and then we had to upgrade to the next one, and then we had to turn on a different halt, and then we had to upgrade to the next one. And so, like, if anyone creates an archive node, it's going to be absolute hell in like yeah. a ten block phase. But it's that's that's not a huge deal. What's more yeah. interesting is what's going to come out because and well, it's going to be good. Dark, and, which was pre marketplace launch. Um, and you know, hindsight's also always twenty twenty. But um, I'm muting null. <laughs> Null's just, just, just muted them. Face. Annoying shit. 
<laughs> All right. God damn um, it. That meant like I didn't have like we, a chance to. We know yeah. that that's going on. Yeah. All right. I, so, can, can I just observe that I, uh, we, we obviously are friends of Jake on this okay. podcast, but I'm not sure doing a Twitter space right in the middle of the drama is the greatest idea. There well, is a hundred and one watching. There's seven here. <laughs> what are you doing, people? Go to fucking Twitter Spaces, <laughs> I just, dude. If I make six million dollars and get caught doing it, and this type of, me- I guarantee I will bring it to Game of Nodes. <laughs> yes, please do, and then <laughs> I guarantee. Like that's and- where Shroot is. Shroot's over there listening to that shit. <laughs> Why didn't he just come on Game of Nodes and tell everyone? Why didn't he just like, all right, listen, we're going to yeah, talk about on fuck? Game of Nodes Agreed. Uh, 2100 UTC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be yeah. fair, he'd get what? a fucking soapy reception here, wouldn't he? <laughs> that's, that's what we need to actually, maybe we should, that's what we should be doing. We should be, we should be following the drama. We should be inviting the drama in. And maybe I mean, I like that. I'd rather just I feel like we, have we, create, we created some last week, but then we only mentioned it at one hour and 25 minutes and we didn't we didn't like pre-warm the drama. It's just Rama mentioned it in the chat. And then we were like, oh yeah, we should talk about the drama. <laughs> like, oh yeah, forgot about that. So we, we, we literally originated, semi-originated that drama. drama but. <laughs> we should bring people on here to hack out their shit. Yeah. Just right. transfer it from Twitter to here. Like just come on here. Next week on Game of Shane from Stargaze and Jake from Stargaze. In yeah. the blue Formerly form. from... The symbol formerly known as Stargaze. And the symbol right. formerly known as Stargaze. So um, near me. What about George Hernandez? Don't forget about George. Jorge. <laughs> thing is, Jorge is just, I, gu- I guarantee Jorge uh, is the nice guy stood in the corner being like, guys, guys. guys oh, please, make, line. please make it now. stop. Jorge is Stop's honestly the, the, the soundest guy. I <laughs> had a very lovely dinner with him once. He's a very kind man. He's just so lovely. He's just a very kind he man. Is. Yes. Um, he has very, very, nice dogs. very intelligent. Um, yeah, come on, yeah. guys, don't be like that. Let's all sit to the, together, have a nice cup of tea, and talk this out. I, I feel like Jorge was almost like mom and dad are fighting. <laughs> yeah, um, now I'm curious about other uh wallets on Stargaze. Like, did Shane and Jorge make you know a decent amount? I hope they did, right? Not decent enough, though. Yeah, it's so. lame. It's community time to get out the shit digging shovel. There's a there's a chippy uh, there's a chippy a few miles south of uh, of where I live. Uh, I cycle past quite a bit. I think it's a chip shop. I think it's a chippy, and it's called um, Aptos and Stargaze. I'm not even fucking kidding. It's literally called that. And every time I ride past it on my way to the the station down there, uh, sometimes I have to go down there to get trains. Uh, I'm like, ah, my delegation strategy. But now, can I, tr- you know, can I continue? Yeah, no, I, I'm obviously going to keep our stars. I mean, this is a good chain. But um, yeah. So are we talking about like French fries when you say chips? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Like, a, like, okay. All right. Just, just making sure. Because I don't, I don't know what people are talking about. A fish and chip shop. A fish and chip shop. Fish and fish. chips. Got it. Okay. Yeah. You may have heard. French fries it's and chips are materially different things. Are oh, they? Yeah, yeah. Are chips they are completely different to French fries? That French fries, French fries are not chips. Okay, what? What's the difference? Uh, well, the fry attitude. is a long, skinny piece of potato, deep no. fried. No, a chip is a fat boy, no. deep fried. No. Yeah, chips. Are okay, fat. so what's a fat boy? They're all fries. Uh, you know, like he's like, 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 like thicker, 
it's got more potato content than fucking fat content. You know, we what would I mean? call it like a like a steakhouse fried. Yeah, okay. Schulte, like, you know fry. what I mean? Like, like a, either skin on or skin off, but something that's cut into large slices, like inch yeah, wide. You, by like because whatever. it's the whole Got potato it. as well, you get the edges. So yeah, you get, you get, the, the, you get the skin. Those are um, all fries in the US. Uh, and then <laughs> you get some of the bits and pieces. Still fries. Um, yeah, like yeah, scraps. Yeah, it's just another unit of measurement. Well, the states have fucked up. No, it's just a fry. That's it. All right, we got 18 minutes, and I want to talk about the ledger drama. Let's talk about the ledger drama. Okay. Let's do it. Ledger me so, up. ledger drama. Here, here's the ledger drama. So, ledger, this was first announced. So, here, here's how it transpired. At like 3 a.m., they pushed a commit to their GitHub. And in the GitHub, there's a change log where they were like, oh, with this change, we can now shard private keys and send them to companies or something. It's pretty inane like that. And naturally, someone saw it and was like, hold on a second. What the hell is this? And what it came to be was Ledger, Ledger is coming out, Ledger, the hardware wallet that is, is coming out with um, a new product called Ledger Recover. They weren't, it seems like to me that they weren't prepared to actually like announce this yet. It was because someone was trolling the change log. Yeah. Um, in Ledger Recover, what you do is basically you subscribe to it, it's $10 a month. And if you subscribe to it, you accept a transaction on your Ledger and that will shard your private key and send it to three different companies. Those three companies then have to um, like get your driver's license or passport or something in order to have like a, a visual identifier. But the purpose is with those shards, with two out of three of them, you can then rebuild your private key with those shards, right? So the drama in this, one of the many dramas in this, like there's a lot of issues. If it's all based on identity and we can deep fake something, is it pot- potentially you might be able to deep fake like a, a, like a video call or something. But anyway, ignoring that, ignoring like government actors that can go to a, a company and be like, okay, well, you have a shard and I want it. Ignoring that, the implication there is Ledger does in fact have access to your private key when it was promised that they don't. Uh, they cannot get it from your... From they, could, they couldn't re-extract it. Thank you. Yes, that's a better right. way of putting it. I think it goes the other way. Or, or, but I don't know. If, do we know that it doesn't mean that the user has to re-input? Well, we can get to that. If they have to re-input it or they can actually just, it's just a firmware well, but if it, and now it, it extracted. It, but could it just be a proof that comes from the private key? Because if you, oh, wait, yeah, no, there's no way of doing that cryptographically, is there? I, I, at some point, they would, have to, they would have to slice that key up. Right, like if so they, they are doing key. that, and you, even if they, even if they have, even if they mix a salt in there or the or the user's passcode plus something from Ledger or something else, right? They they still would have to have the full key knowledge to be able to do that. And right? they do. They they've said that they do. Yeah, you yeah. have to accept a transaction. It'll go in. It'll get your key. It'll mm-hmm. basically turn it into three different three separate shards. Mm-hmm. It won't have your secret recovery phrase, your mnemonics, because that's only generated on the fly. But that's right. another kind of point that people are getting lost in. Like your secret recovery phrase, your mnemonic is hiding your private key. If they have access to your private key, that's more serious than them having access to your mnemonic. Yes. But whatever. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. and then this is different from what Trezor does because we were talking about this as well. So Trezor has a Trezor, Trezor. They have something similar where, not similar. They have something where you can shard the key at the time of creation, Right. And I don't even know if you can do this if you recover a key. I assume you could, but you can't no. do it if you recover. It has to be a no. new generated key. Has to be a newly generated key. Okay, that's that's the key point to me. Sorry. Yeah. No. So so treasure has a thing where if you generate a new key at the time of generation during that generation process, it can shard those and create three separate pieces with I assume passcode on top of that or multiple passcode. I don't know how the hell it works. 
And then you can be able to distribute that out to two or three others if you want to be able to do that. Up to 16 even. Oh, really? Oh, you, oh, yes. you can do like seven of 15 or whatever the hell you want. That, that yes. rate of 15. And I think that's that's one of the big issues for me with this is that they're actually using Shamir backups for the key. That's what really annoys me. So there's the, the ledger has the capability of doing a backup, but they don't allow it for users apparently. Um, and my issue mm-hmm. is that Trezor, I think the way they go about it is really smart where if you create your wallet, then we can do a backup now. If we don't right. do a backup now, we're not doing it. Full stop. Ledger then allowing it, allowing the private key to be accessed to create a backup, that bothers me. I don't know if it should bother me. I don't know if there's a meaningful difference there, but it does. Um, I guess it's happening before, in Trezor's situation, it's happening before it's put into the secure element type of idea. And so once it's in there, it's in there. Is that the is that the difference, I guess? Because I guess in this situation, I, I, the thing that people are really going sh- apeshit around on this ledger thing is that the idea that the firmware is being changed where that secure element can be read, right? There, there really isn't a meaningful difference. So the way that hardware wallets work is a very high level abstraction, right? Mm-hmm. There's like, there's three aspects to using hardware wallet, right? You've got your client, so that's like mm-hmm. MetaMask, and then you've got your app, which is on the ledger, and then you have the, the secure element itself, right? So there's, there's three components. So the client will then send a transaction to the app. The app will then interface with the secure um, module, which the secure module will then actually do a return of the private key to the app. So the private key exits the secure module on the ledger. The important part is that these two things, like the the app and the ledger are isolated. So the the private key, while it is taken out of secure enclave, it is still, like it's still only on the device. And then the response is sent back to the client, right? Yeah. The ledger recover, my issue with that is that it it then leaves the device fully. Um, But going back to the original question about the tracer, so I don't I don't think it's a meaningful difference that it's split up um, yeah. at, like before it goes into Enclave or not. I think it's just like having an understanding of what what can access or and what where the key can go once the key has been set. Right? It's like the, it's the user story, the user's expectations. Now the expectation is oh well the pre, the key obviously can now exit the hardware device when previously that was like that that wasn't allowed. Right. Right. So yeah, if- but then that's only up to the like the applicant is like you said it's because the application can do it and so they programmed an application that can do it. So the real the smarter story here for for Ledger and I assume that I, I I've only loosely followed this so I don't know what their their corporate line is but is to presumably just say well look for it, folks you know this is why you should do your own research for apps you're installing on the device because they all you know, how do you think we upgrade you know, when there's changes to these, to the, to, to change that mean something meaningfully changed about the way they sign, you run an upgrade on your ledger and it continues to work. Now, stop and think a second about what that means. The, the software that's interacting with your ledger device and the software on it can be upgraded and that software can touch your key. Mm-hmm. So it follows, <laughs> it, <coughs> it follows that if something malicious were to happen with that software, you would be in, uh, I believe the technical term is a spot of bother. So there, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of interesting things there, but I think, like you say, probably the biggest problem is is it's, it's the expectations of the user who's assume this is Fork Knox rather than an embedded device running some software. Yeah, and I think the issue also is like, hold on, I got to think about how to, how to word this. Um, I'm not thinking a good way of wording it. I guess I'll pass. Well, well, I think you'll... Go ahead. No, go go ahead. 
Well, I think the other thing, the other thing I was noticing a difference in these two different models is that Ledger, like that hardware device does allow you to recover a key that exists. And I'm not sure how many other hardware devices do that because I think I was looking at a tweet. I'll put it in the show notes as well. But there's a tweet from somebody from the uh, from the trust infrastructure team at Apple, and and so Ledger, his point was that the his or her, I don't know, um, the Ledger is following properties. The seed is the seed is user provided in clear text. The seed is encrypted by the device key derived from a user passphrase and a Ledger owned shared key that's burned into every device when the device is locked or when the seed is exported. Right, which you need. A, mix of both the hardware as well as the passphrase I'm providing it in. That's why if I put in three times, it, it deletes it, right? And all that kind of shit. Uh, here, it can only leave the device encrypted if the user wants that with the same guarantees that the current model, which allows exporting keys in an encrypted way through a user-provide passphrase already. Unlike Apple Secure Enclave, which doesn't allow you to provide pre-existing keys and only to create them within the SCP, which I think is the same way that we were talking about within, in that situation, the treasure, treasure, the device has to create it, Right. Um, it can't be like user input to be able to do that. Um, it's just saying it's a, it's a different model. And so Ledger's firmware has always been upgradable and you're already trusting them with the device in the first place. The passphrase encrypted key can now get exported in a three-way split to three different institutions. So, so the so implication there is what, that... Uh, go ahead. Sorry, so the implication there is, I, I'm not that familiar with how Trezor works, but mm-hmm. can you not upgrade the software on Trezor then? Because the I could be wrong, but m- my understanding would be that in the, the Trezor case, the any software you install on the device can interact with the private key. That's inherently how it must work. Like that's how hardware wallets work, right? Mm-hmm. So at, at the root of all of this, where the other wallets are like, ah, but we we don't let you recover your key after the fact, which don't get me wrong, I think is probably a feature, not a bug. They're also, they're also kind of just quietly not mentioning the real thing that I think has freaked users out, like which is basically what Schultz said, which right. is that the users, I think, don't, have the right mental model for how that software is actually able to access your private key. Right. And I think that's the same across the hardware wallets, if I've understood correctly. And if I understand hardware wallets, which let's face it, I probably fucking don't. I, I think that's correct. Um, one, one other note I'll make is that uh, if you go on Ledger Live, unless you go into development mode, every single app and every single version of that app that is on Ledger Live has been reviewed by Ledger. They've mm-hmm. said that this app is not going to export your key anywhere. However, if you go and install a dev app, like, I don't know, as an example, um, I know I know a lot of us have the Desmos app installed. That's that's a that's a dev app. They could have exported the private key doing that because did, we basically sideloaded it, right? Didn't, didn't they ask for the private key when they first launched? Remember that? They were like, didn't their Desmos wallet or something yeah. like that wind you to input the... Yeah, they oh, like, yeah. Didn't I remember that? Yeah, 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 I forgot yeah, for about the that. Like, <laughs> what a great coincidence. Just shove, your, shove your key in here. Even if you got a ledger, just you can export it. They, they were the ones walking around in Lisbon with uh, with hoodies that said, end human slavery. Perfect. Nice. Unironically, they were, like, <laughs> they were like, that is our marketing slogan, lads. Let's print 100 hoodies. <laughs> this, this does not make us look like we literally have never stepped foot in the real world before. Oh my goodness. Sorry, you were saying Schultz. No, that's basically it. Like there's a lot of different vectors here. And if you are using the basic two apps of like MetaMask and like the Bitcoin app, then you're you're safe. What there are a couple answers I would like. Um and and Todd in the chat has a couple of good questions. He said, uh the question I would like to have answered is that is this a new command available under normal operation or only in management install mode? And I think that's kind of the point that I was coming to in like yeah. 
there's different sections. Like when you're starting it up, it's in a different mode, right? Versus like normal mode. Uh, what do you say normal operation? That That's kind of what it's getting as well. It's like, if it's in the very beginning, that's whenever it's available and that's it, fine. On an operation, that kind of bothers me. And another question is like, if it requires a separate app, like does it require a separate app to export it? Or when you're on Ledger Live, do you just click, you know, export my private key here or whatever once I've subscribed? Mm-hmm. I, basically, I just need more information to make a full, full judgment. Yeah. But right now, I'm not too concerned. Like I have a Ledger Stacks pre-ordered and I'm not going to cancel it. There's just, honestly, for what we do, there's not others that are as large in terms of like CLI interfacing and other types. I mean, I know there's a lot of, a lot of examples we've been talking about the, uh, uh, what's the one we were just talking about with? Um, uh, like a Keystone. Keystone, thank you. Yeah, yeah and I saw uh, uh, Sonny put a pretty large uh, list out for it. He was talking about how many different, both hardware wallets and like software um, uh, wallets he has like in, in Chrome or something like that. He has like 10 hardware wallets. And there's a lot of options out there, but like just the integration at the Kepler side or whatever, you know, Chrome extension there is. And then all this other thing. And also from a validator perspective, some of the tools that we use are only CLI. And so you just can't assume that there's going to be QR code support on every single, you know, thing that you're running. Right. And a lot of that ledger is the leader in those types of things, unfortunately. Fortunately or unfortunately, I guess, whatever you want to think about it. But it's there's not a lot of options for some. I guess it's all. Just risk management after a point, though, isn't it? Like you can split them up, you can put them, you know, have only the Cosmos app on the Cosmos ones and have different keys right. for different ecosystems. And you end up with 10 different ledgers for, for different use cases. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you install the wrong app on them, you're still, you're still fucked. Yeah. Uh, if you're walking around with it in your back pocket and somebody hits you over the head with a hammer, you're still fucked. Um, so it's all about like layered security in terms of like physical, cyber hardware software like it's all those different things yep. um and eventually it's just about risk i suppose isn't it after a point uh yeah it's a it's a that's right and like what really is a vector here um associated to that so i mean there's the fucking twitter's going nuts though <laughs> it, i yeah. i dipped in while while, <laughs> while we were talking there just out of curiosity just like ledger and i was like holy oh, crap shit. okay yeah, Homer Simpson backing into the hedge. I was like, okay, everybody's angrier than I am. I'm just going to back away from this one, actually. I'm, yeah, yeah. I we'll see what happens. I, I I do agree. What you said, I think what you said initially was like, this came out, and I don't think they were ready at all. Like even that CEO or, or CEO or CTO who posted that that note and read it, like that note was so dismissive, and it was just like. I don't think they realized like what a fucking shitstorm was brewing. And then like somebody just dude like, yeah, it's no fucking big deal. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like, like read the room, dude, <laughs> no one, no one to shut the fuck up and wait for somebody who's knows how to handle angry mobs to get involved. Yeah. And they haven't really answered any questions. They keep putting no. out like the same thread of like how it works. And that same thread doesn't really answer anything. And people are like, so is this a yes or a no? And then they just don't respond. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, well, you, you could solve this like like i feel like you're just missing like like eight words and and those eight words would solve it right, right. like it god yeah i agree it's pretty crazy ay 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 so anyway ledger's not going anywhere unfortunately right so, now ledger's not going anywhere uh, i mean somewhere that's not going anywhere oh no, there's no ch- we've always talked about the secret chain hole that would have been good segue but <laughs> We're talking. <laughs> we talking about, I, I, we're, we're past my i'm so tired i literally can't even function at the moment because <laughs> 10 weeks baby it's, oh, it's never ending party um gitopia launched we 
Yes, it did today. Oh, oh I'm so excited about Gatopia. Yeah, cool. oh, man. Fucking rugged, we got fucking rugged out of those test nets so quickly. Um, and then we're inactive and it was just a fucking pain in the ass. So we, we should, bailed. But You should check if you have any uh, rewards in your test net wallet. Really? Yes, yes you should. Yes. And delegate them to me because I'm falling out of the set already because I'm not running an auto compounder every eight seconds. Is Gatopia going to make it though? I hope oh, so. I think that's that, the I hot think- take. <laughs> <laughs> the rest I of these actually, chains are fine <laughs> yeah i don't know i think i, it's I like utopia i think it's too early i don't think of Kitopia course with a stable Kitopia with a stable would make it Kitopia with its own token with no uh exogenous security is ngmi hot take there you go i don't know is it does it need but that conceptually though i think it's a really cool idea i think that I think that one of the things crypto can do really well is is feeding into the open source ecosystem, um, and I I don't know I like I, I really just like the- need it as a tool. I agree with you. Like if you if you buy into the whole like DAOs do everything, DAOs ship code, DAOs do this, like the yeah. IBC message to upload some code to get repo. Yeah, hundred percent. Hot take it. before the rug. Hot take before the rug. Would it be so bad if app chains just used USDC coin? as their base token instead of having their own coin would that be so bad and then you know create a product that works so that you can get revenue from usdc piped back into like some some team coffers or something like that i mean mean, why have your own token why not just use a stable coin just use the good old-fashioned petrodollar (laughs) the gold standard (laughs) 